This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. So everybody, welcome to uh, this uh, webinar called Success Leaves Clues, Three Ways to Accelerate Your Business in 2022. I, for those of you that don't know me, I am the guy in the middle, Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And I have with me today my very, very good friend, John Anglis. Uh, he's the dude on the right in the picture. We'll see him in just a minute. And then my also another dear friend who I've known for forever, uh, Charlie Gundell. Uh, as soon as Charlie is in, um, we will introduce him as well. So I asked these two to join us today to talk a little bit about 2022 and how to accelerate your business success in 2022. Now, this webinar is being brought to you by uh, a few things. We are going to... Um, uh, uh, give you the opportunity to join us at Accelerate Live, which is happening in one month. We have just a few seats left, which is really exciting. I think we crossed over uh, 200 people uh, yesterday. So we do have some seats left, uh, but it's going to be a very cool event. Um, we'll put information in the chat there for you. Um, today's webinar is also made possible by some of our really great sponsors. Um, Sunrise Windows has been a partner of ours for a really long time. I know some of you are Sunrise dealers, love them. They have a great program uh, for, their, for their dealers. Engage, uh, Engage is a super cool platform for delivering professional sales presentations in the house, makes you look like you know what you're doing, uh, gets people to buy because you're using uh, a professional presentation like what John puts together and uh, delivering them via iPad on uh, through Engage. Uh, Socius Marketing, again, partners for a really long time, a uh, great group. I know a lot of you use uh, uh, um, Socius Marketing. They really are, if you're in roofing or windows, siding, one day bath, gutters, anything in the replacement space, anything really in the home improvement space, they are your internet marketing company. They do it as, you know, better than anybody else, I think, in, in the industry. Uh, of course, we've got Leap. A lot of you use Leap. Uh, Leap is kind of the back office, um, uh, put everything into the cloud. Very professional, very cool bunch of people. Bricks, we all need people right now, right? <laughs> uh, Bricks is uh, all about recruiting um, managers. So if you need a production manager, a sales manager, a marketing manager, they, a general manager, they are your people. And of course, my company, G4 Marketing, 
that does relationship marketing, marketing on the back end to make sure we drive reviews, we drive referrals, and we drive repeat business. All right. So thank you to everybody that made this possible. So our big theme for this year at Accelerate is success leaves clues. Success leaves clues. I say this a lot. I don't know who said it first, um, but, it's, but it's absolutely true. And if you pay attention um, to those clues, you could use those clues to create shortcuts in your business. One of the really cool things about the home improvement business when done properly, is that um, you could take what makes John successful and apply it to your business. You can take what makes Charlie successful and apply it to your business. You know, we talk about three big things at Accelerate. Well, actually, there's a fourth, too. Um, we talk about people. We talk about process. We talk about profit. And also there's a fourth P in there, which is also very, very important. And that is personal, personal responsibility for making everything happen in your business. And so today I thought what would really be kind of cool, and I'm gonna hear what I'm gonna do is, let me get John and Charlie in here, see if this works. All right, can everybody see John and Charlie there? Valerie, can everybody see John, Charlie, and me? Yes. Okay. Um, Addie, I'm gonna ask you to... Okay, got rid of that. All right. So they're on, uh, over there with, uh, oh, they both have, we all have glasses on. So uh, John over there, the guy that looks very uninterested um, in the black shirt, uh, that's John Anglis from Carefree Home Pros. Um, John runs an incredible business in Connecticut uh, doing one day bath. He's been in the industry forever, um, his, his entire adult life and then some. And then down below there is Charlie Gundell. Uh, Charlie Gundell has also been in the business his, almost his entire adult life. Um, used to run RBA of Orange County. Um, Charlie, do you, I would imagine by now it's all common knowledge. Do you wanna share what's going on with you right now? Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to share it, Brian. I, I uh, retired from uh, renewal by Anderson on December 31st. I owned the business for 35 years and for the last three years, well, since Anderson bought me out in uh, January of 2019, I was on board as a general manager. So I'm now officially unemployed for the first time in 50 years and, uh, nice. and uh, plotting my next course. Nice, nice. And I can't wait to uh, hang out with you in your uh, retirement phase. Hopefully that will be sooner rather than later. 
Um, all right, so what we're going to do here today is I don't have a bunch of slides prepared and neither do they. Um, we are, what I forgot to mention at the beginning here is I am more than likely what I'm going to do is also release this as a podcast episode because these are two of the smartest people I know in the business, both run incredibly um, successful, um, uh, uh, sophisticated and profitable very important profitable companies and so i thought it would be interesting to get their perspective on 2022 um i will shut up in just a minute but to kind of lay the groundwork it looks it looks like and and you know correct me if i'm wrong guys but it looks like 2022 is going to continue to be strong i think it's very helpful that a lot of people are going into 2022 with backlogs that'll help keep their businesses busy through the first quarter, maybe even the first two quarters. And it seems like demand is still strong. Um, so I think I, I'm gonna go to you first, Charlie. Um, what are kind of your, what are your thoughts on 2022 and as far as, um, you know, where you think it's kind of going? And then what are, you know, what's your kind of number one success tip for the owners that are listening today? Well, I think 2022 is going to start out uh, pretty much like 2021. Everybody's got a big backlog. I think uh, lead flow is, is still fairly strong. Uh, you know, most everybody in the business is, is experiencing some supply chain problems and getting materials in a timely manner. Uh, and of course, the, there's a real backlog or, or I guess a, a, a constraint with having enough uh, installation labor to install the work. I do think with uh, inflation going the way it's going, I, I think uh, there's gonna be an upward move in interest rates. And I think a combination of those things will slow down the business by about mid-year. Yeah. I know for my business, Renewal by Anderson, you know, we generally would raise prices once a year, beginning of the year. We saw three price increases in 2021. Expect to have another one here in March or April. And part, quite frankly, part of the strategy, I believe, is to... Uh, you know, prepare to sell less work, but also prepare to sell more profitable jobs by increasing the margins. Uh, you know, margins have been very strong, but I think there's a, there definitely is a, is a need to increase the margins. Uh, and I do believe the business will, like, like I said, slow down about mid-year. And, and, you know, we've been on kind of this high for, you know, 12, 18 months here since probably the spring, since the fall of late summer, fall of 2020, once we got over the initial shock of COVID and people stayed home, people started investing their money in their homes. And uh, we've all been riding that boom since then. So we've had a lot of tailwinds. I do believe there's some headwinds in the future. And, uh, and the, the thing that concerns me, Brian, and I've talked to you about this before is there's a lot of people that are having success just because of what's going on in the marketplace now. And 
And when cash is flowing, it's easy to confuse positive cash flow with profitability. And so a lot of money may be going through the business and people are, you know, feeling good about things and maybe they're spending money that they shouldn't be spending. And, and once that slows down, unfortunately, there's going to be some people that are caught short because when the cash flow slows down, if they're not running profitable businesses, if they're not getting the gross margins and, and bottom line operating profit that they need, uh, it's going to go from the best of times to the worst of times, and it's yeah. going to happen pretty quickly. Yeah. So that would be my number one concern for people is make sure you're doing monthly P&Ls, that you understand the line items on your P&L, uh, you know, that you have an accurate balance sheet so you really know what the business is worth and how much cash you truly have on hand, uh, you know, that's unaccounted for paying bills in the near future. So, I mean, and I've, and I've been through, not COVID before, but I've been through some up, down, upturns and downturns in the business. And it's easy to go, like I said, from the best of times to the worst of times very quickly. And all of a sudden, what was great yesterday, all of a sudden today is, is kind of a mystery. Yeah, we don't have time to go into it here, but what Charlie just said is an understatement. He's been through, you know, um, uh, about as dramatic as as uh, as anybody. But but not only came out of it, um, but but really thrived because of uh, the the principles that he put into place in his business. One of which is understanding the numbers. And his his uh, P and L statement and profitability, um, John. Let me ask you the the same thing, and then I've got a couple follow up questions for for both of you. It, it, this might be a shock to you, but I I don't have a whole lot to add to what Charlie said. First, yeah. uh, congratulations, Charlie. I think that that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, we're still getting a lot of leads, and um, one of the things that that I, I would say, in addition to cash flow, you're not necessarily making money. I think that's very true. I've often referred to companies as a cash flow business, and there's so much money in there. Some of it's got to be mine. So you start taking stuff and you start buying stuff. And all of a sudden, when the dust settles, now you're running a negative cash flow, you're in trouble. I agree with that. Um, I think the other thing is, and I don't want to say this the wrong way. But having been there myself, a lot of people think they're doing great because they're great instead of realizing potentially, are we doing great because everyone's doing great? Not, not just in terms of profitability, but how you run the business. When you're, when you're making a lot of money and things are going, even if you're, a pro, you're, let's say you're making a profit. If you're not doing things the right way, if you're not converting leads the right way, by not taking a look, it doesn't matter. We got a lot of leads. We're making a lot of sales. We're doing great. But what happens when leads get cut in half and now you go, oh, my God, I didn't realize we were only converting X percent broader issue. Now you're now you're in trouble. So I think it's important to recognize, you know, put your ego aside. I, I've done that. I wish I learned to do this earlier. Are we doing good because we're that good or are we doing good because everyone's doing good and I'm riding the wave? What a great opportunity to earn while you learn by diving into those numbers and analytics to make sure, you know, 
uh, we're up by 50%, but could you be 100% by having better conversions, better closing rates, better, I don't know if that makes, but that, that's, that's, that's something that I would uh, say people should look at, yeah. systems, et cetera. Yeah. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. Um, you know, it's interesting that you guys both, you know, talked about the same thing, profitability and cash flow. And, um, you know, when you look back, Charlie, to uh, the mid 2000s and that you know, basically going off a cliff, those of us that lived through that, um, we have a little uh, different experience. We, we, we hopefully run our businesses a little bit different than those that did not go through that. Um, when things kind of, quote unquote, normalize, and by the way, th this is just a little bit of the stuff that we're going to be covering at accelerate both of these guys are going to be doing presentations on on these uh ideas and growth and john is going to be talking about uh, a sales strategy and accountability uh how you hold people accountable um but what are really kind of the 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 critical i guess what are, what are the critical numbers that people need to be looking at right now i mean obviously there's bottom line profitability. But before you get to the bottom line, there are a few numbers before that. What, what are those critical numbers, Charlie, that people need to be looking at right now? Well, I think, uh, you know, you need to know your cost of goods sold. Mm -hmm. You need to know what it's costing you in material and labor to produce a job. And, you know, some businesses maybe have different product lines. So you need to know the different cost of goods sold from maybe a one day bath to a replacement window to roofing or siding or whatever those different profit centers are in your business because they're generally not exactly the same. Uh, so you need to know that. And you know once you determine the cost of goods, you subtract that from the revenue and you get your gross profit. And number one thing that I see is a lot of people are not achieving the gross profit margin that they need. I mean, there's companies operating at a 30, 35, 40% gross profit margin, and that's just too low to, 
yeah. really stay in the business. I mean, you might be, again, right now when cash flow is good, maybe you can sustain it because you're paying yet last month's bills with next month's cash flow. But when that slows down, you get caught in a pinch. Then the other thing is your overhead. And what's your fixed overhead on a monthly basis? You know, rents and salaries of staff and things of that nature, insurances. Uh, you need to know your marketing costs. Uh, and you need to have money budgeted for marketing. And then you need to know your variable overhead. Variable overhead is overhead that varies as the volume goes up and down. So you really need to dig into that and you need to know that. And, and so that when you compile that at the end of a month and you have a P&L, you know how to read the P&L and really understand the P&L. And then you need to be able to know which levers to move up or down and, and what changes to make. on. And then when you run a business, there's a lot of changes you make on the fly. You know, it's, it's, it's like getting in a car and driving it. You know, you, you make a million little manipulations along the way to get from where you want to go to where you're going. And, and some of them you do unconsciously, some of them you're, you're more in the moment, but it's that way running a business too. You, there's a lot of manipulations. There's a lot of little levers, a lot of little changes you need to make, cutting a cost, adding an expense, focusing in a different area, looking at all your key indicators, uh, you know, and let me say this, a lot of people on this call probably are very caught up in working in the business. They're doing stuff in the business. They're doing all the marketing. They're running sales calls. They're scheduling production. They're scheduling crews. They're out on job sites, whatever. All those things working in the business. But it, And it's very easy to get consumed by doing that day in and day out. And, and you've put a week in, you've worked hard, put a lot of hours in, but really you haven't worked that much on the business. And, and that's the thing that's really critical is hire people to work in the business for you. And as the owner, as the leader, as the manager, you need to work on the business. And, and that's when I see people getting in trouble when things slow down and they've been spending all their time working in the business. And it, it's really a, you know, it's a tr big transition to be spending most of your time working on the business. So that is a great segue into John. So John, uh, your business is where? Can't hear you. You're muted. Connecticut. And where do you live? Florida. Florida. So your business is up here. You live all the way down here. How do you make that work? Um, Charlie nailed it. I work on the business, not in it. And what does that look like? Um, it basically, knowing what to track. I mean, as Charlie was saying, I, I got in business to make money. I think everybody on this webinar got in business to make money. I think a lot of people confuse that with selling jobs. Uh, staying bi being busy doesn't mean you're making money. Um, so when you when you're tracking that when I do sell a job, I know I'm making money, and then you have other numbers that go I think hand in hand with that. You know your your uh, opportunity rates or you go marketing your raw to issue. You know how many leads come in and how many times am I getting in the home? There's numbers that tell you whether you're doing good at that or not. 
And if you're not, that could make it look like you're not making money because you're not making money when you're just not efficient at doing that. Uh, same thing with closing percentages. You know, every time I give an appointment to a salesperson, what's their closing percentage? And then how much revenue do they bring back each appointment? I know a lot of people will say, I'm not making any money on XYZ advertising. It's not working. But oftentimes when you look at your raw to issue or your opportunity rate, your demo, you know, your, your, your demo close rate, et cetera. Sometimes it's, it's not the marketing. Sometimes you're not maximizing what you're doing. So what I did for many years is, you know, what are the, what are the, the KPIs, the key performance indicators that I'm tracking? You know, I, what are they? What are the benchmarks? How close are we to hitting them? Holding people accountable. I do that on Wednesdays. So on Wednesday morning, I meet with the production manager. There's a meeting structure that we follow. And uh, that's where we find out how well that department's running. What issues do we have to you know, discuss? Why is that particular job? Charlie mentioned gross profit. At our company, we, do, uh, we take material labor and commission off the top. We want to be at 55%. So on my manager meetings on Wednesday with a production manager, for example, it's Scott will come and go, that one's only at uh, 52 instead of 55 because we're not pricing the doors high enough. That's the third job this week. We need to raise the prices of the doors by this much to make sure that doesn't happen. I actually get that from my management team because they know what the KPIs are and they know they're held accountable for them and they're also accountable for bringing solutions as much as possible. In that way, you get a lot done through other people. You give them the freedom to sort of own their own business or own their department, own their position. And it's amazing how much I learn in those meetings. I, I never would have thought about doing it that way. So on Wednesdays, I have those types of meetings, production manager, then the sales manager, then the marketing manager. Um, you know, we, we, we plan and review, we review what just happened. We plan for the next week and then on to, you know, they, they, they have the freedom to do their job uh, until the next Wednesday. And during the off time of that, outside of that half day on Wednesday, that's where I, I work on the business. I'm more of a visionary. I've got a lot of great ideas. I come up with, you know, stuff like that, help, help other contractors, et cetera. But that, that's kind of what my, how I'm able to do that from Florida. Yeah. And one of the keys to that is, you know, how do you, well, let me ask you, how do your people know what to do every day when you're not there? When you're not because there? Everything, yeah, that's a good question. Everything's systemized. I mean, we have a, a script of what we do when the calls come in. There's a script to confirm. Uh, there's a selling system. Salesperson gets an appointment. They know what to do from step one, the introduction, all the way through step 10, the button up if they make the sale. That once they make the sale, there's a system for this is how the leads have to be reported and when they're due by. The office staff comes in the next morning. They know when they come in, they have to follow this process, make welcome calls to the homeowner. Once we're out of rescission, our CRM alerts the production manager. Now it's time to process orders. So every position has you know, either a system or procedures that go along with it. Each of those have what we call benchmarks. This is, in other words, you know, for every 10 appointments that come in through our call center, we want to be issuing five. 
if we're only issuing two, well, the manager better come to that meeting. This is why, you know, maybe we have someone that's underperforming. I'm going to fire that person, bring on somebody else. I've got two more in training, but every position has a system or a procedure. Every employee team member knows what success looks like. And on those Wednesday meetings from me and the management team, I hold them accountable to those numbers. But then on Wednesday, my management team now meets with their team to hold their salespeople, call center reps, installers accountable for their benchmarks. So it really is about transparency. You know, this is what success looks like. We do our best to give everybody the tools they need to succeed. And on Wednesday meetings, you have to be accountable for those numbers or at least tell me why and what you're doing. And I like that job because now through, you know, we have a relatively low turnover hiring. You know, we have a recruiting system. We have a recruiting process. We, we identify the personality profiles of who we want in certain positions. And if they can't do the job, well, we got to find someone who can. If they can do the job, they're just not. Well, then we got to let them go and find somebody else who will. But that's how we create a culture of, of accountability and transparency. And I think why we, we do well and I can do it remotely. So um, what's interesting is that um, you mentioned the word accountability. I don't know how many times in that thing, uh, in that uh, stretch of information, which was awesome, by the way. Um, <laughs> But we've been talking a lot about accountability over the last couple of years. Um, Charlie, uh, could you have grown your company the way that you did without uh, instituting accountability? I know it's a dumb question, but it, it's, it's interesting that you, you know, you see a lot of companies where there aren't really people accountable for this for sales, you know, who's accountable for making leads? Who's accountable for converting those leads? Who's accountable? Can you talk a little bit about how you set up accountability in your, in an organization? Well, I mean, in my business, what I learned over the years is to let go and let other people do their job and get out of their way, provide them with the tools they needed and in the direction, but you know, a big part of accountability, I think, is 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 knowing where you're going and running your business with a written business plan. Okay, and for the last twenty uh, some years, I ran my business every year with a written business plan, with defined goals, with defined objectives, strategies, and tactics, and every person in the company at least in the managerial end, knew what the goals, objectives, strategies, and tactics were. And so then the accountability part comes in where you measure, you know, what you thought you would do. We know where we want to go, but now we got to measure our progress towards those goals. Uh, and we did that by monthly company meetings where we had the whole company together. We did that by monthly financial meetings where the managers were together. We sat around a table and we reviewed our progress. And if you were a manager, you didn't want to come to that meeting and have to report on 
why you were not hitting your goals. You know, what, why, what you didn't want to have to report in, in amongst a group of peers that were having success and you weren't having success. So it kind of created a built-in uh, culture of, of success and a built-in culture of accountability. Uh, too many, too often in our businesses, I think, it's very easy to operate in silos where you're, you know, you got your little domain and that's all you focus on. And if you get a group of people that are in their own silos that they're not really communicating and, and being held accountable by their peers, you know, that, that's kind of a, in my, in my opinion, that's a recipe for, uh, for disaster. You also, uh, very easy for people to confuse activity with productivity people are busy and busy is not necessarily getting things done and what you find is also you know when you work smart you you don't have to be as busy you know busy usually refers to putting out fires or or taking care of mundane things that at the moment may appear to be significant but the big picture they're really not so when you have goals, objectives, strategies, and tactics, you have accountability because you're having to report out on a weekly or monthly basis. Uh, and again, you have the right culture there where people are motivated to have success. Uh, all of those things, I think, combined create that accountability, that elusive accountability that uh, that people are talking about or trying to achieve, but generally don't. Yeah. Well, awesome. So look, I know both of you are away from home. Both of you are traveling. I appreciate you being here. Um, if you can hang out just for a couple more minutes. Um, so um, I want to give everybody an opportunity here uh, to uh, get visit us at or join us, I should say, at Accelerate. And let me get my screen back up here. Let me hit play here. So um, just a few things uh, here, just as kind of reminders, we talk a lot about your business being a vehicle. Uh, the beauty of it is you get to choose the type of vehicle that you have. And if you do this business the right way, um, the, the business will deliver to you the freedoms. Uh, we talk a lot, a lot about time freedom and about money freedom. Here are two great examples of it right there. You know, John basically works, you know, a day a week. Um, and the rest of the time he gets to choose what he does with his, with his time. Uh, now, Charlie has gotten himself into a position where now he's got both time and money that were delivered by creating a really cool business uh, that had a lot of value. And uh, now he's able to uh, go do whatever he wants to do. And God bless you, Charlie. I, I know how hard you've worked and um, congratulations on, uh, on uh, being free. Um, although I'm making him work, I'm making him fly across the country for Accelerate, but um, we'll make sure and take care of you when, when you're there. 
Um, but yeah, but if it's done right, the business is 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 a great vehicle, and I think that's the reason we all got into business for ourselves. Like like uh, I believe John said earlier. So the big question is, how do we design or create our business to deliver the money and time we need in order to achieve the freedoms that we want? So you know, there's the proverbial fork in the road. You know, you could do it this way. Um, I did it this way for many, many, many years. I think John also uh, did it this way for many, many years. But basically, we had the same year over and over and over again, and you know, it just wasn't great until we figured a few things out. Until you know, I think Charlie had a few of these, but maybe not as many as John and I did. Um, and so, you know, you could either do it that way, or you can follow proven formulas and models. And, you know, both of these, both of these people that you're looking at have uh, followed proven models, have created models uh, that work uh, that then other people took on. So John's got a selling system that lots of other companies use around the country. Uh, Charlie has taught the business planning and the profitability and the, and the growth for years and years. And so um, that to me is why we say there, there can be shortcuts. You know, this business is very predictable. There are certain levels then and certain predictable things happen at each of those levels. And when you understand these things and you know what to put into place and what's gonna happen, it makes the business a little bit easier. And so that's why, you know, our theme this year, and I really would like to encourage you, this is my little, you know, my soft sales pitch here for Accelerate, but um, that's really gonna be our big theme this year is success leaves clues and those cl clues can lead to shortcuts. And, um, you know, we've got a um, great group of people, uh, by the way, there's a coupon code there you guys wanna write down, I think it's also in the chat. Um, we're going to be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We were there in 2021. We're going to be there again this year um, at the Westin Fort Lauderdale Beach Resort. Beautiful property right on the beach. And um, it's a great environment for uh, getting away and for learning. Um, the event is designed to help you do two things to make more money and keep more money. And what better teachers than the ones that we're bringing? I'll show you all the ones that I'm bringing, but what better teacher there are, you cannot have better teachers. Let, let, let me put it that way. And then the second thing is to design a business that works for you, that serves you, your family and provides you with the means to live your best life. Um, so you met Charlie, you met John, uh, two of our speakers, but we've got a hell of a lineup. Uh, my buddy, Scott Berman, nobody's heard of Scott Berman. He's an under the radar guy. He, he did over a hundred million dollars last year. Very, very profitable. This guy understands people process and profit like nobody's business. Same with Brian Gottlieb. I think Brian did 150 million last year, but here's the thing. All of these guys, one of the things I hate, and I wrote this somewhere recently is, I hate going to events and listening to guys that do $100 million tell you about how great they are. And here's all the great things we're doing as a $100 million company. Well, if I'm doing four or 5 million, how does that relate to me? 
So here are the marching orders I've given everybody. Okay, I don't care how much revenue volume you're doing. I want you to think back to when you had a smaller company and what were the things that you put into place to build that solid foundation? Now, look, I don't know about you, but the most of the people I talk to don't aspire to grow a $100 million company. But boy, there's a lot to learn from people that have, okay? And so, but we are not gonna talk about how to get to 100 million. We're gonna talk about how do you create the most successful, profitable business at where you are right now, all right? And so again, I got Scott, who's amazing. Brian Gottlieb is one of the best teachers I've ever seen in this business. I mean, he's a brilliant guy, but he's also a really good teacher, which is rare. Charlie is the exact same way, by the way. I mean, just amazing teacher. Uh, Mark Curry, uh, king of profitability. Uh, but all of these guys are kings of profitability. Uh, Ed Epley is gonna do a really cool presentation. Anyway, so I won't bore you with all of that. Um, the final thing that I will leave you all with, because I got to let these guys go, is um, we have not one, not two, we have three bonus day opportunities at this Accelerate. You can learn all about them, but one of them is with John, and that's all about sales. And the other is with, another one is with Charlie, and Charlie's going to be talking about how to grow without going bankrupt, which I think right now, and by the way, uh, the most, we don't have a lot of seats left for Charlie's. And I think yours is growing too. Uh, the last one, which more people should be interested in, I've sold it out every year, but it's accelerate your customer experience. That is with me and my buddy Vance Morris. So we have three bonus day opportunities um, that I would, I would strongly encourage everybody to take advantage of. So that is the website. If you use that coupon code, um, I think you've got one or two more days. Prices have to go up. Um, uh, use that coupon code. You'll save an additional hundred bucks. So you'll save $300 off of your ticket. So uh, thank you everybody for being here. John and Charlie, thank you very, very much. Um, I will speak with both of you very soon. Um, everybody here, it, it, by the way, you guys, if you want, you can go. Um, I'm going to open it up. If anybody's got any questions about Accelerate, um, we can either, I've just put up a poll. Uh, uh, if you want more details, um, if you want somebody to give you a call, uh, just hit yes. Um, if you are, you know that you want to go, just go to the, uh, the link that's in the chat box and grab your seat. We, like I said, I don't know what the number is uh, today. Uh, yesterday, I think it was less than 20 seats left. Um, so uh, we'd love to see you there. Um, and uh, it will be, uh, it, it's gonna be a great event. All right, so um, anybody have any, hold on, let me see if there are any questions. Um, this has been great, thank you. Uh, oh, we've got a bunch of people. Okay, Valerie, Valerie said that there's a bunch of people, a uh, bunch of people uh, that are already registered that are on this webinar. That's great. Um, okay. All right. Again, John and Charlie, thank you so much. Again, I'll talk to you all soon, and hopefully I will see a bunch of you in just a few weeks at Accelerate. If you need anything from me, 
just reach out. I'll close the poll and that's it. Oh, Chris, I sent you an email um, through LinkedIn. Um, would you mind reaching out to me, please, uh, Chris Edelin? Um, as of right now, we are not going to be recording Accelerate Live, uh, but that might change. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, thank you all. Bye-bye.